Hi everyone, I'm Tanvin Nasir, and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that explores some of the challenges and opportunities leaders face in today's increasingly complex, fast-paced, and interconnected global market. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tanvin Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that provides both virtual and in-person leadership keynotes, corporate trainings, and consulting services that will help you to improve the way you lead. To learn more about our services and what some of our clients have had to say about our work, visit our company's website at tamvinasir.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out my award-winning internationally acclaimed leadership blog as well. And with that, let's head over to my espresso machine so I can brew up another leadership espresso shot. As I mentioned at the start of my last podcast episode, I've been dealing with the loss of my father who passed away a few weeks ago. I'm still struggling with this loss as there are days where one part of me just wants to get back to my everyday routine, while another part just needs some space to deal with things. I'll be honest that this internal tug of war I'm dealing with right now made it difficult to figure out what I could share in this edition of my Leadership Espresso Shot series. Until I realized that even under the best of times, many of us also deal with this internal struggle where, on the one hand, we feel the need to keep pressing ahead, while another part of us needs to just stop and create some room for ourselves where we can just take a breath and think. No doubt this is one of the reasons why there's such a strong pushback against going back to pre-pandemic work conditions and that instead we embrace what we've learned and gained from employees working remotely, not just in terms of productivity gains, but also in terms of what we gain for ourselves. As we all now look ahead to try and figure out what kind of hybrid work model makes the most sense for our organization, it's equally important to plan for creating space in your workday, not just for your personal well-being, but also to help you improve the way you lead. In fact, I'd like to share four key benefits you will gain from creating space in your workday that will help you to do just that. The first benefit you'll gain from creating these spaces in your workday is that it provides opportunities for contemplation and review. One of the obvious advantages of creating these spaces in your day is that it will ensure you have time to reflect on past and present decisions. Granted, there will be days where a meeting gets cancelled or you finish a task early, and those moments can certainly be used as time for contemplation and review. But let's be honest, typically when a meeting gets cancelled, we end up using this time more to catch up on dealing with other tasks, like answering emails or looking over material we need to review than using it as a time for ourselves. By being intentional about creating these spaces in your workday, you'll not only start creating this new habit of giving yourself permission to make time to reflect and review, to check in with yourself like you check in with your employees, but you'll make sure this is a regular activity and not something that relies on cancellations in your calendar. This will also help you over time to let go of that notion we need to keep ourselves busy at all times if we are to be successful as leaders. The second benefit to be gained from creating these spaces is it will shift your decision-making process from spur-of-the-moment reactions to measured, deliberate responses. Neuroscience has found that 
What distinguishes the human brain from other animal brains is a section of our brain called the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is associated with what neuroscientists call the executive function. That is, our ability to organize and prioritize tasks, managing our emotional state, and our ability to anticipate outcomes and adapt to changing conditions. Of course, what we've been seeing over the past few years, both in business as well as in the political arenas, and especially on social media platforms, is that we're relying more and more on our reactive animal brain. In fact, according to management professor Richard Daft, we only spend about 2 to 10% of the day using the executive function part of our brain. The rest of the time, we're actually relying on that reactive part, which causes us to jump about from one task to the other. Now, if you consider the onslaught of information we get from social media, news outlets, various internet sites, not to mention the growing number of communication channels we need to monitor, manage, and reply within, it's not surprising that our brain would default more to our reactive animal brain where we just want to get things done than rely on our prefrontal cortex for a more measured, reflective response. And yet, by just making this simple effort of creating space in your workday, leaders can ensure they shift from simply reacting to all the distractions and calls for their attention and instead allow themselves to activate their prefrontal cortex so they can sharpen their focus onto what really matters, as well as determine the best course of action for their organization. The third benefit is that this allows you to address those unanticipated issues without penalizing other tasks. One of the things that's getting harder to manage are those unexpected issues or problems which inevitably arise during the workday. It's not necessarily because processes have become more complex as it is that we pack so much into our day that it's getting difficult to shift gears in order to address these new problems. And given the uncertainties over what kind of hybrid work model your organization will adapt to and how it will operate in practice, it's only natural that even more unexpected challenges and issues will arise as you and your employees figure out the best way moving forward. Having these spaces in your workday makes it easier to deal with these challenges and issues because you've given yourself time in your workday that you can now dedicate to addressing these problems, knowing it won't be at the expense of other work that needs to get done or issues that also need to be addressed. And having that breathing room will also reduce some of the stress and anxiety that naturally surfaces when we pack in our days with little room to pivot and adapt to changing realities. And this actually leads us to the fourth benefit you will derive from creating these spaces in your workday. And it's something I've been learning to appreciate over these past few weeks. And that is the spaces we create in our workday will help your mental and emotional well-being by allowing you to take care of yourself. Now, if you own a car, you know that performing regular maintenance and checkups is important to ensuring your car continues to perform at optimal levels. There's never any question about the necessity of performing these repairs because we realize it's critical to keeping our vehicle working at its peak performance. Ironically, while we have no problem appreciating the importance of providing regular maintenance for our various machinery and electronic devices, we don't put an equal level of priority on ensuring such care for ourselves. 
Sure, we'd all like to have more time for ourselves to relax and unwind and pursue our other passions and interests. And yet, before the pandemic hit, it was always the first thing people willingly gave up in order to address the pressing demands of their work. Of course, now that we've all experienced the benefits of working when it best suits us and giving ourselves permission to be more present for our family, to do the things we never gave ourselves the time to do, a majority of employees are understandably unwilling to give that up. That's why if you create these spaces in your workday, you're not only taking care of your own mental well-being, you're also making a commitment to create a workplace environment that encourages your employees to do the same, that they take regular breaks to recharge themselves in order to sustain and grow the productivity and efficiency gains your organization has achieved over the course of the pandemic. Over the past year, I've been speaking with leaders across all sorts of industries and disciplines, from pharmaceutical and retail and logistics to education and banking. And in each of these sectors, these executives recognized that a fundamental shift to the way we work was underway and that it's both unrealistic and impractical to fight against this wave of change. And yet, while they understood this change to a hybrid work model was inevitable, many are still struggling to figure out what's the best way forward. No doubt this is because they're not giving themselves space to reflect and review to move beyond simply reacting to external and internal demands for change and relying more on that executive function of their prefrontal cortex to help them determine what's the best approach for their organization. As we've all come to appreciate over the course of this pandemic, there is an emotional and mental well-being toll we need to be aware of and start addressing if we are to inspire and empower the best from those under our care. All of this reveals why we need to let go of that idea that to be in perpetual motion is a sign of progress and growth, and redefine our understanding of success as being more about directed motion, of activity that's being done for a purpose and reason, thanks to our willingness to take a moment to reflect inwards on ourselves and what springs forth from there. As Carl Jung wrote, your vision will become clear. Only when you look into your heart, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. I'm going to leave you with that thought as we come to the end of another Leadership Espresso Shot. I do hope this has fueled some food for thought and hopefully inspired you to make some changes in how you approach your workday. Now, if you're interested in me delving deeper into these insights and discussing them with your colleagues and employees, I'd like to invite you to fill out the contact form on our website at tanvinasir.com so we can start that discussion. You can also check out my speaking page and workshop page on our company website to learn more about my speaking services and the kinds of topics I cover. In the meantime, I'd like to encourage you to share this or other episodes of my podcast with your colleagues and employees. The easiest way to do this is to simply share a link to my show's podcast page at tavernaseer.com slash LBC. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review my leadership podcast on your preferred podcast platform to help support our podcast 
and encourage others to check us out. And with that, I'm Tavin Nasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.